as Christmas approaches and we continue in this final moment of Advent and preparing for Christmas, the key to rejoice in that joy of Christmas is to desire the gift that God is giving to us, to desire the gift of Christ. And Christ's coming to Mary, as we heard in our gospel passage, is something she very much desired. It wasn't that, uh, you know, she's just going about her life and then all of a sudden this uh, fantastic, amazing experience comes out of nowhere that she is to become the mother of God. You know, that she is, as we hear in our gospel, she is troubled at. She is, you know, what is this? But the desire of Israel's salvation, the desire of God coming to be among them, the desire of the gates of heaven being opened, as we, you know, heard in our Alleluia verse, the O Antiphon of O Key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. Mary desired all of this. The mystics of the church who have seen the life of Mary say that she uh, would pray fervently for the Messiah. She would pray fervently for Israel's redemption. And not even just her, but her parents and her ancestors. This was something her family had been desiring and praying for fervently, that the Messiah would come and free them from darkness. And in our reading today, we have a lot going on, both the first reading and the gospel reading. And uh, I encourage you to really get the full impact of what's going on. It'd be uh, good to look at some Bible studies that look at the original language, because there's a lot going on in the original languages here that we miss out on in our translations. Uh, for the first reading, you know, the Old Testament, I'd recommend uh, Introduction to Old Testament by Bergsma and Petrie. And for the uh, gospel reading, I'd recommend uh, looking at the Ignatius Bible study, you know, to really go deeper into what's going on. But we, what we see in the first reading is this great prophecy of a virgin conceiving and this prophecy that is given by Isaiah to the king Ahaz is something that, you know, prophecies always have a kind of an imminent uh, preliminary fulfillment. And so it can be argued that this prophecy uh, is fulfilled in his son Hezekiah, if that word for virgin, um, you know, can also be translated as uh, young woman. But... The, the stronger translation of virgin comes about and is fulfilled as we are told by St. Matthew in that gospel and in today's gospel in Luke is fulfilled with Mary. And she is greeted by the angel, not by her name, but by a title, full of grace. And this word here, 
in the Greek is very unique. It's the only time in the Bible that it appears here. Kekorektotomeni, or something like that. I don't know Greek. Uh, she is greeted by this title because she is full of grace. You know, it can be translated, uh, you know, accurately as highly favored one, but that's not uh, fully adequate of what's going on here. Doesn't mean, though, we can't listen to a song like uh, Gabriel's Message. My dad was sending that um, to some family members, you know, beautiful Carol. But there it uses the translation, uh, oh, highly favored one. That can get to what is said by that word, but it's not full. And even our traditional translation of full of grace, which goes back all the way to St. Jerome's translation of the Vulgate, even that, it's fundamentally accurate, but even that lacks the depth of what's really going on here. What Gabriel is really saying kind of is more like, hail or rejoice, you who have been fully graced and continue to be graced. Mary receives the fullness of grace. And this is where, you know, it's a seed for, uh, you know, the teaching of the Immaculate Conception, that she was conceived without sin. She has the fullness of divine life given to her. And in this fullness of grace, she is this purity. She's prepared to be the ark of the new covenant. She is prepared to have the dwelling of the Messiah within her. You know, what was in the ark of the old covenant? The Israelites put in there the Ten Commandments, the golden urn of the manna in the desert, and then the staff of, of Aaron, Aaron the high priest. Well, Jesus, he is not the word on stone, like the Ten Commandments, but he is the word made flesh. And he is the bread from heaven, which gives eternal life. And he is the high priest of heaven. And he comes to dwell within this new ark. And the Holy Spirit comes upon Mary, and the power of the Most High will overshadow her. That word overshadow is also a very unique word. And the last time it was used was in Exodus, way back in the beginning of the Bible, when it talked about God coming to dwell in the ark of the old covenant. And Mary, you know, she asks, how can this be? Not because she's doubting, like Zechariah, we heard in our readings yesterday, and he's punished by becoming dumb and becoming mute. She's asking because, uh, you know, she has faith, but she's wondering, what's this going to mean to her consecration of virginity. She is married. She's betrothed. You know, in the Jewish uh, custom, she's betrothed. 
She is uh, wedded to Joseph, but they haven't moved in yet together. He's preparing the house. He's at that stage. So they're more than engaged. Uh, but she hasn't moved in yet. And she says, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? Not how can this be, you know, uh, since, you know, that kind of question, she's married. You know, she, she knows how child will come about. But she's asking because I don't have relations with a man. It's as if you're saying, no, thank you, I don't smoke. She's talking with that kind of uh, language. And so this shows her, her consecration of her virginity to God. And that is when the angel says, you know, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And there we have Luke's first reference to the Trinity with the Holy Spirit, the Most High with the Father, and then the Son of God. And what is Mary's response to all of this? Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And this isn't a very, you know, passive, like, okay, you know, whatever you want, Lord. Uh, I suppose, yeah, I'll do. No, again, in the original language, it expresses a, a fervent desire of being a passive instrument of the Lord actively. You know, kind of having that active sense of being an instrument of God. And that is the response that we are called to. If we want to rejoice this Christmas in the joy of coming of Christ, if we want to rejoice also in the coming of Christ his second time, then we need to have that fervent desire of saying fiat, like Mary. Let it be done to me according to your word. She is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. She conceives by the Holy Spirit. And she is the temple of God, the Ark of the Covenant. But we also are called to share in that role of being instruments of God and bearing fruit by the Holy Spirit. It's important then to always have obedience and submission to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. And that is what will bear fruit, joyful fruit in our life. And, you know, as we pray the O Antiphon of today, you know, from the Alleluia verse, O key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. You know, it's not about just the gates of heaven being opened. It's not just about that we desire that, you know, we stay on the path and can receive uh, entrance into the kingdom of heaven. It's about the kingdom of heaven coming now, being built now, participating in the divine life here and now. That is why Mary was full of grace, because she was having that fullness 
that fullness of the participation of divine life, being totally united to God as far as possible on earth, here and now. And so our desire then is not to just live our life now and then, you know, as an insurance, gain our entrance into heaven, you know, at the end. Our desire must be to live the fullness of divine life here and now. And that is how we enter into the joy of Christmas, that we may say, let it be done to me according to your word, O Lord. You know, may I be an instrument of your will. And may the Holy Spirit always guide us that we may bear fruit which will last for eternal life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.